close enough. It's fine. It, it, it's it's been enough for me to line it up. And I know. I just always laugh whenever we do it because it's it entertains me how terrible it is. But right. It's, but it's when close we don't enough. do it, it's really harsh. So. Yeah. I know. Because <laughs> I edit visual. visually, not auditorily. So it's one of those visual things where you just get it like close enough. Yep. And then you can tweak it the little bit that you need to if you need to. It just makes my life easier. Yeah, I'm all about doing things to make life easier. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, our topic for today's episode. I'm Ash. I'm Elle. We are Lobby Cosplay. This is Shit Cosplayers Say, and today we are going to talk about making our lives easier. Yay! Yay! So we've had some requests to talk about how we felt since we started wearing a lot of costumes that we purchased instead of made. So we are going to talk about when you just want to wear it, but you don't want to make it. That's a mood. It is a mood. (laughs) It is a a true mood. I find that the higher level of costumes that we started to make, the more I have this feeling of, I don't want to really make any of these other things. I just want to wear them. Crafting is just so time intensive and it's not cheaper to make your own anything and then you get that like extra level of perfectionism with it because we're also competitive cosplayers so it's like I need to make this perfect and it's like you really don't <laughs> I don't know how to quickly make anything you really anymore. don't I don't know how to do it I I can't do it it hurts me if I try to just make something fast. It's just not something I can do. Making Haruka's pants was like painful because I just had to do it fast. My serger broke. It was like, I just have to throw these pants together and it just like physically hurt the entire time because they're not remotely made how I would want them to be made. I I can't do it anymore. I can't even like half-ass my kids' Halloween costumes. (laughs) I don't know how. So we did the Rebels for Halloween this year. And I purchased the adult costumes because I'm like, I'm not dealing with that right now. Um, (laughs) But so we made him Bam Bam. And so I'm like piecing together this fur the way that I've seen fursuiters do it, where you like cut it out from the backside and then you... Like, line it up so the fur is going the right way and <laughs> attach it. And yeah, it's just a hole. And then you brush it all so it's the same way. It was a lot. He looks like, real cute, is, though. Like, it's such a tiny costume. This is so unnecessary. <laughs> so because of that, we had gotten to a point where we were really tired of, like, only having one costume in a year because that's all we could get done. And we started buying things. Some of the benefits that we found from buying costumes is that we get to do other characters we wouldn't have time to do otherwise. Kenshin Impact. (laughs) Bless all of you who make Kenshin Impact costumes because they make me want to cry every time I look at them. There's just no. I'm just like, no. We've thought about it on and off. We're like, we could do this with these characters and we could make them and take them to a competition. And then we're just like, "Mm, but why? (laughs) No, (laughs) no. And as we did mention, it is significantly cheaper to buy these costumes. Um, Oh my goodness. I think Ming Wong total was like 
$164 and Mistress Nine was like way over 200 and she's a deceptively more simple costume, but I made her therefore cost more than the costume produced in China, despite the amount of detail on the costume produced in China. It's also allowed us to actually wear costumes that are relevant to the time. Well, that's weird. I know, because we have a tendency to make old school character costumes, which is fine. We're living our early 2000s dreams now that we, you know, can make all these things. Now that we can afford to and have the skill level to. <laughs> right. But it does also allow us to have some costumes that are more relevant what is happening in the community now, which has been interesting experience right now, but right now. And it does give us more time to work on our bigger projects, but still have things to wear at a convention. Because unfortunately, a lot of things we make are not super hallway friendly. That's a problem. I don't think it's going away. <laughs> I mean, it's not going away. Some of our, 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 our future plans are more hallway friendly. Some of them. I have like, Two costumes I can think of that are on my I want to make this soon-ish list and they're hallway friendly and the rest of them are definitely not. I mean, we managed to make Kogyoku and Judar relatively hallway friendly. Um, yes. With some pieces removed, like they're not bad. They're not terrible. Yeah, um, Shiva's not super hallway friendly. That's a lot of costume to wear for an extended period of time. Because that's more of what it is, is a lot of them like... We could wear them, but not for a super extended period of time. Um, they're not like, if you need to wear the same costume all day, like, that's not going to work out. That's that's kind of been how it's been. But that's because at this point, what is required for a master's or international level costume typically isn't something that is also hallway friendly. But it lets us have hallway friendly costumes so we can work on our competition costumes and still have something to wear. Well, that's weird. I know. Because <laughs> um, not like I'm going to be traipsing around the hallway in Hinoto. <laughs> yeah. 30 plus yards of fabric is not going to be traipsing around a hallway. Mood. <laughs> that's just not, that's not going to be a thing. It's also allowed us to do some assembled costumes, which allows for some creativity without needing to do everything from scratch, which is something I'm playing with right now. As far as just kind of like, how would I make this? How would I do this without having to do it at a competition level? I don't remember how it started, but it was just a joke from some friends that rolled that I was like, oh, I think I want to make a Joanna from The Rescuers Down Under. But I want to do it with like a fancy gown and a rhinestone egg. Um, if you don't know this movie, first, you should go watch it. Second, Joanna is like this giant pet lizard, this like turquoise colored giant pet lizard. And she is obsessed with the egg that the rescuers are trying to rescue throughout the movie. Is literally the star of the show. I love Joanna. Joanna <laughs> is best Disney princess. Let's be honest. Yeah. I love Joanna. And I was like, this would be hysterical. And I'm like, but I don't want to make this. So I bought like a really inexpensive gown from like Shine. And I'm going to bling it up and make her a blingy harness because she runs around with like a pet harness on because she's a mm -hmm. pet and make a rhinestone egg and do a silly photo shoot at some point because I feel like it. But if I would have had to like, oh, you're going to have to sew this and do this and do that, I, I would never do it. I would never get around to it because I hate sewing, as we've talked about before. The part that I like is everything that comes afterward. I do not like the sewing part. I like the detailing part. I like the wig part. I like all of those parts. I do not like the sewing part. It is my least favorite part of this process. 
sewn costumes fit best to be stored. So I still do most of my costumes with a sewing base. Although I'm hoping to start looking at how to do some armor here in the future. But they're still all, they still have large fabric bases for them. I hate that part. Sometimes I just want to do the detail part and I want to deal with the sewing base. So we're going to see how that goes because I haven't played with that before. But what I've also noticed with purchasing is it's just allowed a lot of other people to participate that probably wouldn't have been able to when you had to make everything from scratch. They start so much younger now because you can just go, hey, mom and dad, here's this Amazon link. I want this costume. I've had angels a couple of years in a row. I'm assuming it's the same kid. I've had angels a couple of years in a row that wanted cosplay stuff. I gave them cosplay things because <laughs> that's what they wanted. If you don't know what an angel is, it's usually um, from a program around Christmas of families in need where you get like a card that doesn't have a name on it. It just usually says an age and then sometimes the sex and then what they want. Yep. So our my employer partners with um, one of our local civic organizations and they have kids that are considered um, at risk in middle schools mostly um, middle school high school age so we're looking I think they're mostly like early teens late tweens and they they target these kids that they think are going to potentially have you know a rough time because of stuff going on in their lives or maybe socioeconomic barriers and they have, you know, extra tutoring and different programs available for them um, just to kind of help keep them on track, I guess you would say. And so we partner with them a lot for different things. And this is one of them. I kind of hope it is the same kid every year. Just because <laughs> that makes it better if it is the same kid every year. I know. I'm anxiously awaiting for them to put our our tree out for this year so I could go snoop and see if my my cosplay child is back because they've asked for just cosplay things in general and cosplay wigs and I'm just like I got this (laughs) but like I've noticed now you've got kids as young as like 10 running around in in cosplays that they can get from Amazon and it's freaking adorable first of all oh yeah absolutely I don't know how I feel sometimes when I see them in things like Demon Slayer but (laughs) that's a whole nother episode (laughs) Of whether or not some of this content is appropriate for these these younger children. But I think that ability to purchase, especially from like a retailer as large as Amazon, is probably why cosplay has become so mainstream in the last like, you know, five to ten years. Yeah, availability is a big thing. Well, and you see the term mentioned so much now in shows in reference to people like dressing up. It's usually like a tongue-in-cheek reference, like, uh, oh, they're cosplaying as this person. You know, which a lot of the shows are meaning it to mean that they're like pretending to be somebody else. It's just it's very interesting to see it be just kind of this normal like, oh, this term now everybody knows because it's literally everywhere. Right. Well, I mean, there's been TV shows and competition shows. And I mean, you've got Adam Savage and some other, you know, pop cultural phenomenons that are into it and talk about doing it on the regular. So my favorite's when you have the characters that wear masks that go to like Comic-Con as their character. <laughs> That's the best. Yes. Spider-Man is Spider-Man, you know. It's always super entertains me, especially when they get like critiqued by those people that are just like you're ruining my fandom because you're not the appropriate person to play this. 
And they're like, you're too short for this character. And you're like, that doesn't have anything to do with my cosplay. But also, I'm the actor that plays it and gets played millions of dollars. So, you know, I guess I'm winning here. Well, and now it's like, some of these designs are out before the characters even appear. Genshin is notorious for that. Having designs and costumes out before the character even appears in the game. I still feel like Genjin is partnering with some major like sock and tights <laughs> manufacturer overseas. They're like, this is our conspiracy. Like we are going to make the most ridiculous leggings and tights that the cosplay world has ever seen. And then you are going to print them and sell them and we will make tons of money. I feel like the designers for Genshin just sit there and they're like, what else ridiculous thing can we do to force cosplayers to try to make this ridiculous thing? Their costumes don't make any sense. They are literally ridiculous. The amount of gradients and absurd details on Genshin costumes. It's And then, of course, the references are never consistent. I mean, that's anything. I, well, of course. I mean, that's just that's just life. Anime's worse. Anime is worse. Yeah, especially like early 2000s anime, nothing is consistent. At least with like a video game, you've got character models. As long as it's the character model you're looking at, it should be fairly consistent. At least now. But yeah, any actual artwork is out the window. Because <laughs> right now, a lot of the stuff we're trying to make is early 2000s anime and the amount of clamp stop. The amount of inconsistency in clamp artwork. But what if I just want to draw it and I want it to be pretty and then I'm going to change this one thing. There's no consistency between the anime and itself. Oh, I know. Like for Hinoto, I have so many different references because there's literally no consistency. There's no consistency in the colors. There's no consistency in the design. I just have pieces from all the different media that she's in because there's no consistency. In any of these designs, it's just like, what is this? Like, what is happening? Stop. No consistency in the <laughs> colors. No consistency in the placement. It's just, ah, it's really frustrating. <laughs> at least, yes, at least with things like Genshin, there's like models. Like, you can figure it out. The bad part is now that things are so easily accessible that you can easily impulse buy. <laughs> or at least I can easily impulse buy costumes, but there is a downside because I am roughly a like, what would be like a US, probably anywhere between a four and an eight because our sizing is stupid. I'm a UK 10, pretty normally. That's the large to extra large end for most of these costumes. So I am not a very big person and I'm at the like high end of a lot of these costumes. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> Which is a problem because most adults are bigger than me. That's also true. Yes. So it's like, okay, we do have costumes available, but only for like a small percentage of the population do we have costumes available. Maybe that's why all the 10-year-olds are running around because they're the ones that can fit in them. Honestly, that's probably it. Um, <laughs> which they're not the people who can pay for these. So somebody's got to figure this out. Because obviously these costumes are made in China primarily. So they're based off of Chinese sizing and people in China are traditionally smaller. That's just, you know, same with Japan. They're smaller than we are. So you run into this issue of, well, if I'm on the higher end of the spectrum, like my Genshin costumes are all larges. Um, I want to say 
unless it's men's sizing. Most of my costumes are larges. If it's men's sizing, then sometimes it's a little bit different, but I'm pretty sure my Gyu costume is a large as well, and that was considered men's sizing um, because the men are also traditionally smaller. You know, take that what you will, but it does make it harder for Americans to purchase because there's this massive group of people that may not be served. No, it definitely is a struggle. So pretty much for the majority of my adult life, I've I've ridden that border between like standard and plus sizes. So like when I was in college or right after college, I was on this huge Marisa's kick and they usually have both in the same store. So I could wear anywhere between like an an L or an XL on the regular side and I would wear like a zero or a one on the plus side. Which silver lining, if there was like a style that I liked, I could look on both sides of the store to see if it was in stock and something that would fit me. And if I found something that I liked, but the fit was just a little weird, or if I wanted a different colorway, I could check the other side of the store to see if they had something similar, because they would frequently do that. Like I loved their camis on the plus side because the lace on them was straight neck instead of v-necked, and it just looked more flattering for my chest size. But yeah, it was it was a bit of a a bit of a struggle purchasing costumes and I started doing the piecing together quite a while ago just for that. I think it started when I was getting ready to go see Anastasia the musical and I decided I wanted to do like a Disney bound and that was the first time I purchased something and altered it to kind of wear and when we did Mystic Messenger was probably the other time that I was like, "Yes, I'm going to buy this cuz I'm not making real clothes." Because that sounds dumb. Because why would I wear? Mom and son are also purchased clothes. Yes, mom and son are also purchased. But like for 707, I'm like, I'm not making a t-shirt, a hoodie, and a pair of jeans. Like that's dumb. (laughs) Like why would I do that? It's always always been a bit of a struggle. So like when online costuming first came available in like the U.S., maybe like 10 to 15 years ago, I remember looking at it when you could buy stuff that was kind of cosplay-ish. Like they'd have some characters, but it was a lot of more like the generic styles, like, you know, different types of like made outfits and other things that were kind of like that cosplay type fashion or a lot of lesser known characters at the time. Anything that I remember carrying like a Japanese L or higher was mostly from Fan Plus Friend. And at the time, I think I was in like a nine in juniors. And maybe like a medium or a large and a top, but I wore like a 20 in their styles. Maybe like I could do a 16 or 18, depending on if how much shearing was in it. But for the most part, like their 20s legit fit me. Because even when I was physically like at my smallest, like my my hips are too wide to go anything below like a, a medium on a good day, just because of my bone structure. And my chest is too large to go... Most like an L in girls tops, um, but a medium and men's is pretty much pretty much standard whenever I'm like working out. <laughs> it's, you know, not a lot of options available. So back in the day, you pretty much had to commission something, which is super expensive, as it should be because you're paying for a custom service. And we've already established that making it is not cheaper. Or you'd have to like piece things together and kind of hope it worked um, either from like thrift store items or like individually piecing out every separate item. So that was kind of always a struggle. But even now, like you mentioned, a lot of places don't carry above like a US large, which is like an XL or a double or sometimes a 3X, depending on the company that's making them in their Asian sizing. Um, Some places offer plus sizing or custom sizing. 
but it's kind of a gamble in the the curvier realm, I guess you would say. You could have people with the same height and weight that have two drastically different body shapes. Um, you can even have some people with the same like individual measurements for like their their bust, their waist, and their hips. But depending on where they carry their weight, everything's gonna fit differently. So if you have like a super fitted dress, it's gonna look a lot different on somebody that carries most of their weight in the front versus the sides or even the back. So yeah, it's it's hard. Um, the best option I found for the most part is picking something that has multiple pieces to it and kind of just hoping for the best. I can sew, which is great. I have that option. I mean, most people should tailor their clothes anyway once you get them just to make sure that they properly fit you. Um, so I can make alterations or I can recreate items if I have to, but not everybody has that skill set. But I found at least if I purchase something with multiple parts, then I can individually kind of fit those parts to meet my needs a little bit easier as opposed to like one giant item on its own. What did you end up having to do for Beto? For Beto? Okay. So for Beto, I've done a combo of things and she's still kind of what I would consider a work in progress. So I started purchasing some items because I did know that I wanted to do Beto, but I also found a place that offered her in a close enough sizing to what I was wearing at the time where I was like, this is close enough. I'm going to order this and see what happens. Um, she is a lot of individual pieces. I don't particularly consider it fairly flattering, um, which is why I say she's still a work in progress. So she's going to end up being a bit of a hybrid of items. Um, there are some things that quality wise, I just personally want to replace on her. And there are some things that the fit are just a little off on that I'm going to make some adjustments, mostly to the closures too, so that everything kind of sits where I want it a little bit better. I want to say there was only maybe one place I could find that actually offered her in like a standard size um, that met my measurements, which after looking at, you know, tons and tons of places. And it's not like Beto is not a popular Genshin character because you see her everywhere if they carried Beto as a costume, like the sizing cut off abruptly. You got her from Woo Woo, right? Probably. <laughs> It's been so long since I ordered her, and then I had to wait so long to get her. I honestly don't remember, but yes, that sounds right. Well, and that's the hard part with ordering costumes, and the thing you need to like pay attention to is you always want to order to your biggest part, because you can take in, but it's really hard to go out. Yes. But even then, like sometimes it'll be wrong. I usually, 99% of the time, any item that I order will be too big in my hips, because my rib cage is wide. And so when I do my bust measurement, it's really more based on my rib cage than my actual bust. And so they assume that I also have hips, which I do not. Yet somehow Ning Wong just fit. Like she almost does not fit. According to the measurements online, she should have been big. So it, it can really be a gamble. But a lot of times, the amount that you would have spent on fabric is so disproportionate to the little bit that you spent on the pre-made costume and altering it that it's almost worth it just because you actually end up saving like a ton of money. Well, and the thing that I consider with Beto is even if I end up replacing like, like I'm probably going to end up upgrading all of her little like gold bits at some point. I want to replace the fur on her to have something with a, a bigger pile and I'm going to do this. I went ahead and bought a kit for the sword. But even with all of those additions, 
the time I'm saving by not having to do the intricate design on the fabric parts is totally worth what I spent on the entire costume, whether or not I actually end up using it all or not. Because I just, I don't have to do those intricate gradient, like little piddly details. I can just, you know, if I order a 3D print kit for all of her little gold bits, I can just pop the vinyl ones off and attach those instead and call it good. But again, I have that luxury. Not everybody does. We have the ability to take these purchase costumes and upgrade them if we so choose to. I mean, I did that with Ganyu. I have 3D printed horns and things like that because the horns were terrible. They were like these little stuffed like vinyl things. They were awful. And then I put that costume on and went, mm, I don't want this costume. <laughs> uh, so I need to sell that because I don't want it. But I would say that overall, it's been it's been nice to have some of these purchased options um we're gonna be we did at this point it will be a we did um persephone and hades at north and all we had to do was like assemble things we didn't have to make anything which is kind of nice when i did shock last year it was the same thing i just ordered a ton of stuff off of amazon and like mix and match the pieces together until i liked it well and now i like coincidentally have like the best suit i've ever had um, apparently I just needed to buy a slim fit men's suit because it fits me way better than <laughs> any other suit I've had off of Amazon that I now have for, for Hades. But I would say that, you know, it did take some getting used to, to wear these costumes we didn't make. Because the thing that was really weird for me at first was when people would come up and say, I like your costume. And like, my instinct is to say, oh, I didn't make this. Because for us in the, in the crafter world, I like your costume means I like you know, you're crafting, but in the more like purchased costume cosplay world, it means I like your portrayal of the character. Um, And that took a lot of getting used to. Well, and I think part of the problem with that too is because we are from a bit of an older generation. We are from that generation where you had to make it or you didn't get to wear it. Our brains are wired to think automatically that I like your costume means I like the costume that you made. Because that's what it used to always be. And now that people can purchase things, that doesn't necessarily have the same connotation. We had a lot of compliments on, like, Genshin costumes, and it just took me a bit to, like, get used to that. Like, when I wore Ning Wong at Fusion for the first time, and it was just kind of like, oh, I didn't make this. And I'm like, wait, that's not what they mean. That's not, like, what they're trying to convey. They like how I'm portraying this character with what I've done with this costume and my mannerisms and my like physicality, not necessarily the costume itself. Well, and I will say there was this advertisement on Netflix for something, one of their terrible rom-coms, I'm sure that came through. And one of the characters is like, never deflect a compliment. <laughs> so I will just tell you, don't deflect a compliment. Right. I don't know. It, it's just, it's a weird thing. Cause it's not something that like that we're used to. The downside to being able to purchase costumes. We now have a bunch of costumes that we've worn once or twice. That we I should say I. I have a bunch of costumes that I impulse bought that are now sitting here. Like Ganyu that I wore once and went, I don't like this costume and now I don't want to wear it again. Or my Kakaguri costume that I wore for like an at-home photo shoot and haven't used again. So I'm... I'm trying to be conscious of, like, costumes I'll actually wear and not make too much purchase. Like, Hades is a good example. That blue suit works for so many things. 
because I could also do Haruka in that suit. I can also just wear that suit for like emceeing or whatever. So, you know, that purchase made a lot of sense. Um, it's multi-purposeful as opposed to like, like we wore our Demon Slayer costumes like once <laughs> and now they sit because when we're hired to emcee at a con at a convention, we don't typically have time to cosplay. <laughs> I do sometimes just wear the Hayori though because I like it. Well, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I'm getting my use out of it. But again, that's one of those things that you know, like your suit that you have for Hades. If you can use it for more than just that, then great. Like my dress I bought for Anya, I I wore it to the show, and it's just a cute dress. And then later, I added cuffs and made like a hairpiece and stuff for it to be you know an Anya cosplay I sometimes wear my 707 hoodie just for funsies because I want to wear a hoodie I sometimes wear my Hayori from Demon Slayer just for funsies because it's pretty and it looks really nice with a black dressy top and kimono styles are kind of in that's true off and on so I mean it works but yeah finding something that I can wear more than once is super awesome because then it's more just like an investment in my wardrobe and not just necessarily money I'm quote unquote wasting on cosplay. Yes, because you have to be really conscious of how you like dispose of them when you no longer want them. Like I'm trying to give my stuff away directly to people instead of just sending it to Goodwill because then it just sits there forever. Even like old costumes that I made, I'm trying to like just give them away to people so that they go somewhere there's been a couple that I've deconstructed and used for other things. There's been some that I know some people that sell stuff on like Facebook Marketplace or eBay. It's not my personal thing, but I know that is a thing. So, I mean, there's options out there to get rid of things. I know that we've we've done the thing where we had a table that they gave us at a con one time and we just took a bunch of old like accessories and stuff and said, here, give us dollars and we will give this to you so that we don't have to take it home with us. <laughs> I sold a bunch of wigs once at one of those. Yeah. The other downside to this, and, you know, we'll do a whole episode at some point on, like, reuse and recycle with cosplay, but what I've noticed happen has happened is the ability to get costumes fast and cheap has really perpetrated that need to have something brand new all the time. You know, I, I scroll on TikTok a lot. And you'll see these young cosplayers who will show these massive closets full of cosplays that they've probably worn once or twice for a TikTok video and then never put on again. And it's just, it's perpetrating that need for the newest, greatest thing to be relevant and to be seen. Because in the younger generation of cosplay, the social media part is so ingrained into the process that there's a lot of pressure to be out there in the new, the new character, the new thing. And when you can get a whole costume for 50 bucks. Well, and that's the other thing. If you're willing to spend money on it and you don't necessarily care what character you're getting, you can get all sorts of stuff for the cheap, whether it's from places like Amazon or eBay or some of these resellers or even the, the online retailers. There's lots of options available. If you're willing to spend dollars, you're not picky about the characters and you're not super picky about the quality because all you're doing is like photo shoots and little TikTok videos, you could probably build up a pretty significant wardrobe for not a ton of money, like overall. But then it's like you have this massive closet full of stuff that you don't use and it just perpetrates that like disposable fashion. I mean, that's what it is. It's disposable fashion. Absolutely. That is exactly what it is. So where do we get new costumes? Most of ours come from Amazon. 
Most of our piecing and our full costumes that come from Amazon. My Genshin costumes are from Doki Doki Cosplay. Uh, the quality is good, but be warned, it's going to take you like four to six months to get your costume. Uh, because nine times out of ten, they are pre-orders. So, and they're coming from China, so it's going to take forever. So do not think you're going to order that and it's going to turn around and be here in three days because it's not going to happen. And then obviously you can do commissions. There are lots of Facebook groups that are meant just for commission. Um, do your research about commissioners because there are people who take on commissions who do not know what they're doing. So you need to be careful and do your research because there are a lot of people who think they can do commissions and then won't get it done. We're not prepared. If the price seems too good, there's probably a reason. Do your research before you pick a commissioner to make sure that you get your costume. Also be aware that picking a commissioner is going to be a process and you are not going to get your costume in like two weeks. But when you do pick a commissioner, do like settle on a contract and a due date so that in the event that they do drop the ball, you have something to help you get your money back. Because um, that is probably one of the biggest things I've seen is that people don't have any like signed document that states, hey, these are the expectations. And then six, seven, eight, nine months go by, they still don't have a costume and they can't get their money back because there's nowhere to prove anything. Make sure you have things in writing if you're going to choose a commissioner. There's like a billion places to get used costumes. Your, your good old eBay and your Facebook are the main ones. You can get lucky and go to like Goodwill and stuff. I've seen lots of people post like finding random cosplays at Goodwill and other secondhand um, stores. I found Red and Fair stuff at Goodwill before. Oh, yeah. Which was kind of like a... And it was a brand that I recognized and I was like, oh my god. One of the um, new places to do used cosplays called Lumica. And it reminds me a lot of... Um, the Lolitas have a thing called Lace Market where you can like post your used Lolita items. Um, this is kind of a similar concept where you can go and you can post your used cosplay items. It doesn't seem like it's any like easier to navigate than anything else, but it is cosplay-centric. Um, so if you're looking for something that is just cosplay, it is a little bit hard to search. You do have to search like really specifically to get what you want. But it is all cosplay, so you are only going to get cosplay items that show up instead of, like, everything for this character, everything for this series, like you would on, like, eBay or um, Facebook. You can't really search at all. There are some pluses in that regard. Yeah, Facebook, you just have to be in, like, the right group and hope that somebody posts something that you want and that you see it in a timely fashion. I mean, you can kind of search in a Facebook group, but depending on how they labeled the item, depends on whether or not you're going to be able to find it. Um, which it was for a lot of these, honestly. But overall, purchase costumes has been nice. It's allowed us to do characters and different things that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Yeah. Because making costumes takes us too long. I, li I like to say I'm an adult and I make adult money and I would rather spend my time on not making haul cosplay <laughs> or photo shoot cosplay necessarily and keep my limited time I have to dedicate to crafting to something that I have to craft as opposed to unless there's something that I absolutely just want to make which is typically also something that I have to craft because if I really want to make it that bad I'm probably going to enter it somewhere well and that's the thing is we usually reserve our handmade for competition because it takes so long 
So we don't really have handmade hallway because it takes us too long to make handmade things. So And it's more expensive. So if I could just buy something off Amazon for 60 bucks, like I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> we do need to probably make some hallway friendly handmade because that is sometimes a requirement for certain guesting um, opportunities where you have to, whatever you have, um, either at your table or that you appear at during the contest for judging is something that you made that is a requirement of some conventions. So we are going to at some point need something <laughs> that's simple enough for us to put on and and wear as we start our adventure into applying to conventions for next year because we've never done that. And that is a adventure we are embarking on. So we're looking at some simple things that maybe like we can maybe we need only, we need to make like fifty percent of it or something. May the odds be ever in our favor, right? We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll talk more about that adventure in the in the future here. Yeah, we have to figure out if it works first. Yeah, <laughs> then we'll we, let you know. We gotta, we're gonna we're we're going to share a lot of things with you with that in that process, but we will talk more about it at another time. But right now we have to go put on costumes we made so we can go do our photo shoot for Maggie. <laughs> Details. Details. It's only been three years, but it's okay. (laughs) This is fine. This is fine. Yes, we're finally going to do a photo shoot with Kogyoku and Judar after all this time. I need to go prep a wig. It's been 84 years. 84 years. (laughs) Yup. So we'll catch you all next time. I'm Ash. I'm Elle. We are Lovey Cosplay. And this is Shit Cosplayers Say. You've been listening to Shit Cosplayers Say. NLVC production. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast SCS. Our website is lavicosplay.com. Have a fun, crazy con or cosplay related story, absurd cosplay question, or just something in general to share with us? Email us at podcastscs at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, Just because you can, doesn't mean you should.